You're listening to the best of the Martha Zoller Show. You can hear the show live Monday through Friday from 9 to 11 on AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN and streaming at accesswdun.com. You can find all things Martha Zoller at marthazoller.com. It is the Martha Zoller Show. Rod Huey's here with me today and joining me right now is Jonathan Tobin. He is the editor-in-chief of the Jewish News Syndicate and the host of Top Story with Jonathan Tobin. Uh, He is a senior contributor to The Federalist, a columnist at the New York Post, Newsweek, and other outlets. Jonathan, thank you so much for being with us at this very difficult time. Thanks for having me on. So, you know, give us, Anthony Blinken is in the uh, theater today with, um, with the prime minister. I think he gave a very good speech. Uh, it was, it had heart. He told his own story. I think it was appropriate. Uh, but where are we today in your view? Well, I think you're absolutely right. I don't often agree with President Biden. I rarely agree with Anthony Blinken. I think he's done a terrible I'm with job. You. I'm with you on that. <laughs> you know, but their statements in the last few days have been excellent. The question in my mind is, will they continue to be excellent? Um, everything that we know about the policy of the Biden administration and everything that led up to this, their appeasement of Iran, their pressure on Israel to make concessions to the Palestinians, which made no sense, to inject them into the negotiations between Israel and Saudi Arabia. It, you know, in, in the whole past history of the foreign policy establishment, of which Blinken and the rest of the Obama alumni uh, club that run foreign policy under Biden uh, are part of, Everything we know about them uh, tells us that at some point soon they will start to pressure Israel to stop counterattacking against Gaza, to stop short of, um, of eliminating Hamas. Now, the thing is, if you care about peace in the Middle East, and, you know, obviously we see these demonstrations in some of our major cities in this country as well as around the world, and these are people who are demonstrating for Hamas. These are people who don't care about peace. Um, if you're for Hamas... You're supporting uh, not just a terrorist organization that is, you know, a, a, a moral equivalent to ISIS, as Biden rightly said. Uh, Hamas's purpose is not to adjust Israel's borders, to change its policies. It wants to destroy Israel and to slaughter its people. And that's what we saw in these last few days. The level of depravity and the atrocities that just is beyond belief. The only solution to this, the only way we can begin to think about peace being a possibility is to eliminate Hamas, to root them out, to destroy them. Um, you know, it's the same thing, like, how could we have peace in Europe in 1945? Well, the only way to have peace in Europe was to get rid of the Nazis. And a lot of people have to die, Americans as well as Germans, in order, you know, and, and others in the Allies, to make that happen. But we're, we're starting to see in outlets like the New York Times and places like MSNBC, this, this campaign, you know, don't be too mean to, to, to Hamas. Stop short, let them survive, uh, and then begin diplomacy. There's no diplomacy with these people. And if they are allowed to survive, and, and the groundswell, the, the opinion in Israel right now, I can tell you, the pressure on Prime Minister Netanyahu, whose legacy is on the line, because you know he may have not been the one who was asleep at the border, but he's in charge, he's going to bear responsibility for it, is that Hamas cannot be standing when this is over. If Hamas is standing, they will say they won, they profited from their crimes, 
and they cannot be allowed to profit from their crimes. And if the United States cares about peace, if the United States cares about you know sanity in the world and 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 doing something about that, and instead of appeasing Iran, which is behind this as well, um, they have to not try to stop Israel. They have Israel has to do the job. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be messy. It's going to be costly for both sides. But if Hamas is standing when this is over and they're allowed to profit from their crimes, then everyone should tremble. Well, and you you brought the analogy quite rightly to um, destroying the Nazis. And um, my father was a POW in that war. Um, He he fought, you know, through at through Africa, through Italy and was captured late in the war in 1944, spent a year in a prison camp in Germany. Um, and then came home, thankfully. And one of the things that I think is interesting about this is we didn't really have any idea. We kind of knew the Jews were disappearing and that there were these camps and there were some of these things, but we didn't know the level of depravity until it was all over, really. And well, this the is American di- people didn't. The, the people American in charge people. did. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. the American people didn't. What we have sure. here is a live on television, a live on social media of the level of depravity that we have not seen since that time, really. And That's absolutely right. And you know what? My, my father was in that war, too, in the 8th Air Force, um, among the forces bombing Germany. And, you know, today in, in today's New York Times, we had an op-ed from somebody there uh, from Gaza saying, basically, leave us alone. Um, you know, I feel bad for everyone, but... You know, don't don't kill us because we're ruled by Hamas. And it's sort of like, no, we don't want to kill. Israel takes care to try to avoid civilian casualties whenever possible. But our attitude in 1940, you know, in the 19- during World War II was, it's your government. You're the ones fighting for it. You're the ones supporting it. You're being its, its human uh, shield. Ultimately, if you can't get rid of them, then we're going to have to get rid of them for you. And that's a, our, that has to be America's message to Gaza as well. How do we go from here? What do you need, or not you, what does Israel need from the American people, and what does Israel need from the world? Well, Israel appreciates if, if, you know, the United States, it may need a weapons resupply as this war goes on, and if there's anything left that we haven't, you know, given to the Ukrainians, American armed forces have been stripped of their reserves, um, Israel may need a resupply. What Israel wants from the United States is not its troops. It wanted support, and it wants the green light to do what needs to be done, um, and not to, you know, after a couple of days for Biden and Blinken to be saying, "Okay, you've done enough. Stop." That's what it, Israel doesn't need. That Israel needs the support of Americans. That, and I think most Americans do understand this when it's explained. You know, I, I think Americans are smart, but it's our government can't be applying the brakes to Israel. Well, I I appreciate the work that you do. I appreciate the stories that you tell and the fact that you are being a beacon of telling the truth and not letting, you know, not letting this get sugarcoated because there's no way to sugarcoat it. I read a story this morning of a of a father who said he was glad his 8-year-old child was murdered because he didn't want her to be taken hostage. And oh my God. to have Terrible to make stuff. that kind of choice or, or to be aware of that kind of thing and even have to think that thought in your head as a parent. But I understand it, Jonathan. I understand why he would say, OK, if the choice is between a hostage and 
and death, death would be better. I understand that. Well, we don't want to make that choice. Um, it's, it's horror beyond imagine, but... You know, this is why we have to take out Hamas so people don't have to make those choices. It's where North Georgia comes to talk. It's the Martha Zoller Show on AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN. Joining me right now is Dove Wilker, who is the Southeastern Representative for the American Jewish Committee. And uh, we talked to Dove um, from time to time about issues related to anti-Semitism and other things. And uh, Dove, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to talk to you, but I'm sad I'm having yeah. to talk to you at a time uh, when the kinds of things that are happening in the world are happening. Yeah, the feeling's mutual, Martha, but I really appreciate you uh, informing your listeners and having me on again today. So this, uh, what kinds of protections are you aware of that are going on around the country related to this day of jihad that Hamas is calling for? Yeah, so, you know, Martha, I, I would say, and in, in I think it was sort of the lead-in here, you know, everybody is being hyper-vigilant today. Uh, I, don't, I know that I've spoken to the various police departments in the metro Atlanta area, and they are all acutely aware of what's going on. They've been in touch with local Jewish institutions. They've been in touch with local security officials. Uh, I know there's a lot of coordination and conversations between uh, everyone. Uh, but that's all that I'd feel comfortable sharing, frankly, because, you know, if, if sadly if someone chooses to attack, uh, we need as many people as, as hyper-focused on, on defending everybody as, as humanly possible. No, I understand uh, that. And it's, I think it's just been such a tragic week, um, starting with last Saturday. Um, you know, I mean, it's, I think it's fair to say that this was an attack that people didn't see coming. Uh, many people have called it Israel's 9-11. Um, it's, it, you know, Mossad is one of those uh, intelligence agencies that we go to for help. The United States goes to yeah. for help. So, yeah. um, you know, just kind of walk us through what, you know, it, you know, what has happened for you since last Saturday. Yeah, you know, Martha, it's been really, Saturday was one of the hardest days of my entire life. I, you know, as I woke up in the morning and started seeing the news or reading what was going on, uh, tears came to my eyes, you know, immediately. And pretty much I haven't gone more than 30 minutes uh, without crying over the past week. Uh, You know, thankfully for me personally, my inner circle, uh, everybody is, is physically safe and accounted for. But there's not one person I know that doesn't, that hasn't lost somebody uh, or doesn't know somebody who was abducted and kidnapped and taken hostage in, uh, in Gaza. You know, earlier this year, I was in Israel with a group of mayors from across the United States, and we went to the Gaza, the area called the Gaza Envelope, which is the area of Israel sort of right next to Gaza, and we met with the mayor there. And, you know, mayors meeting mayors is always special. And one of the first people I learned who was murdered was the mayor of the Gaza envelope, this gentleman named Ophir Liebman, who uh, went and defended his community and was killed in trying to defend his his community. So much of what I've been spending my time on is reaching out to elected officials, to diplomats, to leaders of religious and ethnic communities, asking for their public solidarity and support. And then on Tuesday, last this past Tuesday night, we hosted a solidarity gathering 
in Sandy Springs and over 5,000 people attended in person and nearly, you know, 7,000 participated online. So trying to help create community and unity uh, for the Jewish people and the Israelis that live in in the metro Atlanta area as a way to show that to the people of Israel so that they know that we are standing with them and that they can look to us for support. Um, so that's, that's uh, uh, it, it, but it's been hard, Martha. You know, every every day you learn of somebody new who was close to somebody else. Every hour, it seems, we learn another horrifying video of the massacre that took place. And when I, I, one I, more I, thing before. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell ahead. you, Dove, I I have made it a point not to watch the videos. I believe yeah. I believe how horrible it is, and I yeah. don't want to. I don't want to unsee. I can't unsee that. Um, Correct. And you know, for my own mental health, <laughs> I didn't want yeah. to yeah. to see them. But it is what's horrible to me is what I'm seeing in my own country, where yeah. you've got. You know, I'm all for if people want to protest and say free Palestine, uh, right. peace for Palestine, whatever. But when you start chanting gas the Jews, death to the Jews, yep. that's not peaceful protest. And I'm glad that President Ben Sass of the University of Florida made, and, uh, yep. and others, he's he was the first, yep. he's not the only, made a very clear statement that... That was not going to be allowed. That uh, uh, you know, taunting Jewish students on the University of Florida campus was not going to be allowed. That peaceful protest will be allowed. That you have the right to yeah. be an idiot, but you yeah. but you can't be threatening. Yeah, you know, and, and Martha, one one of the other things about that is is how highly inappropriate the protests were that took place on Sunday outside Israeli consulates and outside Jewish communities. You know, this is what what happened on Saturday and what is happening in Israel is not a political issue, right? This is not a war between Israel and the Palestinians. This is a war, th this was a massacre perpetrated by a terrorist organization, the Hamas. And their sole goal in this attack was to terrify and horrify and, and rid the world of Jews. It is the only reason. And so anybody who was protesting, especially in the, the the first 24 hours after what took place, to me has no humanity whatsoever. Because what they did, the stories that came out, the videos that I have seen, I mean, I shared that 260 people were massacred at a music festival, an entire kibbutz, 100 people within the kibbutz, 10% were slaughtered, and babies, babies, Martha, babies. It's disgusting. And whoever, nobody, it is, anybody who tries to defend that is defending the absolute indefensible. Well, and how, and, and really, in fairness, most Palestinians are probably not Hamas, Hamas members. Palestinians right. are being used as pawns here. I mean, they, yes. you know, the Hamas doesn't care any more about them than they do uh, Israelis, except they want to kill the Israelis. Okay, they want to kill the Correct. Jews. And the yep. Palestinians, I mean, just the fact they said today, don't leave after Israel is doing everything they can to say, get out because we're about to come in. You know, if you're if you're not part of the fight, get out, <laughs> you know, yeah. and 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 Hamas is saying, oh, don't go. This is just a trick by the by the Jews to you know yeah. get you where they can kill you. No, that's not the case. And so what's it is extremely 
I mean, it, I, like you, cried on Saturday morning when I saw the first reports. I couldn't believe it. I was at a meeting. Uh, you know, I was at a conference where I learned a lot of yeah. great things about education that I'm very involved in, okay? Mm. And and I turned on the news, as I do on Saturday mornings. Every morning, I turn on the news to see yeah. what's happened overnight. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I'd seen. I cried. I yeah. sat in my living room because I was on my way to the meeting and cried. And because you can't imagine that lack of humanity for people. And we always get held accountable. We as Americans, we get held accountable when we don't do the right things. Let's hold other people accountable. And even though I know this was planned for a long time, I got to believe that somehow this was triggered by by one um, uh, by the the prince of, of Saudi Arabia, the crown prince, saying they were very close to peace with Israel. Because there are factions that don't want that. That's ab- absolutely correct. Look, one of the main strategic goals out of this was to prevent normalization. Yes. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's a real problem because Israel has made tremendous advances in the region. And, you know, sadly, uh, we're not seeing necessarily the support that we otherwise would have hoped. Uh, from those um, with whom we have normalized. And, and yet we have to stay strong. We have to stay hopeful uh, because the normalization is so important. The peace treaties are, are so important. And the long term, you know, we have to remember it's, it's about, this is not about the short term. This is the long term. Absolutely. You know, we, everything that we can do to ensure that long term sustainability is really the, one of our main goals after, you know, making sure that people understand the atrocities that took place. And Martha, you know, you obviously do. You've seen it, but there are people who don't believe it. There are people who are saying that Israel is lying. And well, my friend, my friend Lisa Wexler, um, who lives hmm. in Connecticut, they, are, they lost um, a, a girl in their neighborhood who was oh. over in the, one of the kibbutzes. And oh. um, she, they had a funeral for her this week, you know, and yeah. or I should say a memorial service because they don't have her body back yet. But um, it's, you know, it's, it happened neighborhoods. And Lisa said there wasn't a, there wasn't a family she knew that didn't have somebody that was affected by this. And that yeah. all she did was spend time on the phone, you know, over the weekend trying to account for people. And yeah. that's just a horrible thing to happen. Look, if people yeah. want to know more about the American Jewish Committee, how can they find out? Yeah. Uh, so they should visit, especially this week, visit AJC.org slash attack on Israel. That's where AJC, that's where my organization is putting up all of our information, all of our relevant uh, toolkits and uh, information and backgrounders uh, to get the most information possible about the atrocities that are taking place right now. Dove Wilker, thank you so much for being with us today, and hopefully we'll talk next time about happier things. I hope so, Martha. I really do. Thanks for having me. Putting the talk in News Talk. It's the Martha Zoller Show on AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN. Right now, we've got Representative Ralph Norman of South Carolina that is with us. And uh, he is one of the people that a week ago said, you know, this is not the time to be changing Speaker McCarthy. Uh, He also is a supporter of Jim Jordan, but really wants this to get solved. And we thought he's part of the Freedom Caucus, too. And uh, Ralph Norman, thank you so much for being with us today. My mother's from South Carolina, so I always love talking to South Carolina folks. Um, You're about to go into a meeting. You know, we have got to get a speaker. How are we going to do that? First of all, great to be with you. Thank you. Secondly, we're going to fight for Jim Jordan. 
um, we're going. We've been meeting pretty much around the clock, and if 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 our body can elect a man who is the best spokesman, who's got the right ideas, he's a true conservative. Uh, we can rally around him, and hopefully, I'm on. I, along with many others, are going to come out with the majority. And Jim Jordan should be our new speaker. And hopefully we'll go to the floor today and get this thing behind us. And now more than ever, we need somebody strong. We need somebody that can, you know, articulate our conservative views. And he can do that like no other. So I think it's fair to say, and you can tell me if you disagree with me, that I don't think, I think I've seen, and I don't want to use the word moderate because people don't like that, but Jim Jordan, the the committee chairman, is different than what I've heard the last five or six days with the speeches that he's made to the caucus and that have been made public. I think what he's showing is is that he understands there's a five five vote majority. He does, and you know you have that's the realization, and everybody understands what what is above everything. We have got to change this lawless Biden administration. The bottom line, in November, we've got, to, we've got to change a man that is doing irreparable harm to this country. Jim Jordan can take the message from now through November, regardless of who the candidate that Republicans put up, we've got to change this administration. We lose our republic if we don't. So that, along with he's just uh, he's. He is a conservative. He will. Jim Jordan will not miss. He will not uh, lie to you in any way. And he's just the right man at the right time. And he. It's not a job that he really wanted, because you know we. I nominated him, and many others did in January. So I'm excited, and it will so, be a disappointing day if he doesn't doesn't so get. So do you think he'll have Speaker McCarthy or former Speaker McCarthy's support? Yes. Yes. And you did say a week ago that it wasn't a good idea to move McCarthy at this time. Um, and no, I know one of your other think... colleagues, Chip Roy, said you don't take the quarterback out in the fourth quarter. Um, so no, there was it's... people from the Freedom Caucus that supported Kevin McCarthy, even though they disagreed with him. Yeah, and uh, just for your listeners, it was right what we did in January to um, to pin McCarthy down as speaker. Uh, mainly went around: Are you going to uh, go to regular order? Are you going to have the twelve appropriation bills voted on? No omnibus where the taxpayers don't know where their money's going to. You know, single subject bills, uh, seventy-two hours to review, all that was what we were asking for. And so McCarthy just didn't do that. And that's what led him to uh, that Matt Gates had the seven others to form eight that put him out. I just didn't think that was the time. But uh, we are where we are. And uh, Jim Jordan will be a, a bright light in a lot of darkness going on in this country right now. So are we going to have the one person can bring that order to vacate or is that going to be gone? Um, we're not even bringing that up. That's not even being considered. Our top priority is get a Speaker of the House so we can cut the lights back on, so we can appropriate whatever's needed for Israel. And um, now I'm sure others will bring it up once we get back into to session in regular order. Um, I'm not going to support it. It's been there 200 years, and Nancy Pelosi is the only one that changed it because she wanted absolute power. Look, in the private sector, if you don't do a job, you get fired, and politicians should have, it should be the same for us. And uh, it's not going to be misused. Kevin brought uh, most of this on uh, by himself. It wasn't a personality thing. It was just not delivering on what he said. 
To hear the full versions of last week's Martha Zoller shows, go to the podcast page at accesswdun.com and you can follow me on social media at Martha Zoller.